I think that some people think that uh, in romantic relationships that you have to be in romantic relationships to know how to be in a romantic relationship. And I don't actually believe that. I don't believe that. I think that it's about being in relationship with people. And you can get that in a variety of different ways. The question is, did you learn the lessons that you needed to learn so that you can take it to any other type of relationship? Hello, friends. You are listening to Depth and Candor, the podcast all about living a fun and productive life. I am your host, Hiwate Gitana. I'm so excited because as you heard from our intro today, we're going to be talking about love and relationships. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about these kinds of topics, right? We touched a little bit on mindset when talking to Jovian, but most of our other topics have been mostly career focused. So we talked to Gurmai about starting a nonprofit. We talked to Brianna about favorite books, which is still kind of career related. But again, the point of this podcast is to empower people who want to live outstanding lives. And we want to empower them with tools and resources and knowledge on how to do that. And you'll notice that people who have truly outstanding lives always, always, always talk about their relationships as being the biggest source of joy in their lives. I'm talking, think like Oprah, think Barack, think Michelle, all of these people always go back to their relationships when they talk about what has made their lives so outstanding. So this is why I wanted to talk to someone who knows a lot about building successful relationships. And I invited Aquia Sodwa into my apartment so we could talk about that. Aquia's incredibly tangible tools and lessons can be applied to any relationship. She is the founder of Let's Pursue You, and she's an incredible coach who, in her own words, supports people with remembering the truth that lies within. And her coaching is anchored in a genuine sense of self-love and in taking action. A highly accomplished and impactful woman, Aquia is also the VP of Dream Directing at The Future Project, which is an organization dedicated to helping young adults unlock their potential. If you've ever found yourself doubting whether you're capable of building great relationships, romantic or otherwise, or if you find that you sometimes have a lot of negative self-talk looping around in your brain, this episode is for you. You'll walk away learning exactly how to handle negative self-talk and how to think about building relationships that are healthy and fulfilling. Without further ado, let's get back to our conversation with the incredible Aquia. I started by asking her a relationship question that has kind of plagued me, and I don't know if I want to use the word plagued, but it's been a fear of mine around getting married. The inevitable moment when you realize, damn, our life is mundane and maybe even kind of boring. Here's what she had to say about that. Yeah, that's so good. Well, things feel mundane because uh, those in the relationship decided that they don't want to learn anymore. And I think that's where the danger comes. Like when you think that you've learned something so well and it's like, no, you haven't learned this phase. Even if you're five years in, you've never been at five years with that person before, ever. So how can we look at this newly? How can we recreate, right? And like, and I also think it's important for people to go do what they love, both parties. Like when it starts feeling mundane, it's like, 
let's write out a list again of the things that we'd love to do individually, right? And then maybe write a list of all the things we love to do together. But let's first go do our things individually. Let's go love up. Let's go OD on all of the goodness that we love Mm -hmm. so that we're filled up again and so that we have something else to talk about. Mm -hmm. Because it's usually that people are doing the same thing over and over and over again. They don't have anything to talk about even with themselves, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like they're not even questioning and asking deeper questions to themselves because they're not doing anything new. Versus me, I'm waking up every day like, ooh, what do I get to learn today, God? Tell me, like what's what's one more step closer to what you want me to do to realize my dreams and my purpose, right? Like show me, like I'm looking for the gift every day. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for a new unfolding, a new awareness, a new clue, you know what I'm saying? To unlock, a new key to unlock the door of my purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking for that every day. I'm seeking it. I'm inspired by that. Um, and so in a relationship, like, inspiration has to be there. It has to be led by inspiration. And how do you get inspired? You go do the things that inspire you. You have to be an inspired individual. You have to be an inspired individual. Otherwise, if you're bored, you're a boring individual at the moment. So go find something that you love. I love this so much because as you're saying that, I'm like, oof, yeah, when I was bored, it was because I was bored Mm. internally. It has nothing to do with the other person being bored. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You know, since we're saying it has nothing to do with the other person. Technically, you could be with anyone and still have a wonderful life, a wonderful relationship as long as you're supported and vice versa. Absolutely. So... Why do we have so much heartache? Since mm. this is going to come out right around Valentine's Day, yeah. it's going to be fun for some people, yeah. awkward for others, <laughs> painful for others. And I think there's been a part of me that's always just mitigated for this day in my life mm. because I've never celebrated. Even when I was in a relationship, I was like, Mm-mm, I mm. want none of this because mm. what happens like in 20 years what say like you're no longer with this person or you're by yourself or whatever how am i going to feel about this day like i have no valentine's day memories to think back to so and i'm grateful for that girl, <laughs> girl. so what is girl. it why are we in so why do we have so much heartache what do you see when you work with clients i see heartache mm-hmm. you know but it's misplaced heartache mm-hmm. you know it's like the heartache that we talk about are in our romantic relationships, but that's not where the heartache began. You know, the heartache began in your childhood. The heartache began when something happened, um, whether directly or indirectly, you know? And so my work is really around having people remember, not for the sake of um, the suffering or any of that, but to remember the, the power that emerged from it. Right. Like some people go back to remember it, to take them down memory lane so that they can feel more and more miserable or uh, less and less accountable for their lives and willing, able to point at the finger at other people. When I have people go back, it's to remember, yes, what happened, but the lessons that do light you up. Like, that's the train I want to follow. It's like, well, what did you learn from that? And what did you learn from that? And what did you learn from that? And like allowing people to really see the strength that came out of it, the beauty that came out of it, the power that came out of it, and letting them choose, well, which side of the story do you want to hold on to? The side that actually fills you up or the side that depletes you, the side that disempowers you? And then you're, you're presented with a choice. And then it's like, well, great. Well, now that we got here, what side do you want to choose? Right? And so you walk them down that path. And I think... Um, when people start to see that 
where they've been placing their heartache or the, the issue of their heartache has been misplaced, they start to have a deeper appreciation for themselves. They start to love themselves more. They start to fall deeper and deeper and deeper in love with themselves. That Valentine's Day is the, the way that they feel about themselves every day. You know, and it's like when I think about my journey of, you know, from this place of not really uh, loving my identity, being Ghanaian, growing up in America, uh, you know, like not wanting to be called a queer, call me candy, you know, like just all of these things um, to feeling like there was something ugly about myself and uh, that I wasn't good enough. Like all of that work, um, all of that work and story I was making up in my head because of experiences. And then now in a space where I'm able to say, but I deeply love myself. I mean, like, and I love being with myself and I love, you know, letting people know, like, I'm not going there or I'm not participating in X or no thank you. So for someone listening, yeah, if they're like, you know, I am kind of dreading Valentine's Day <laughs> and I would love to have some guiding questions around why I'm in the place I'm in mm-hmm. or why I might feel whatever feelings people feel yeah. lonely upset, longing, Mm. um, what kinds of questions would you recommend people ask themselves? Mm, During that time. Mm. Um, So I've been listening to Michael Beckwith, Questions to Ask the Universe, and um, it has changed my life. And I've been listening to it since, I want to say, last June, June June 2017. Um, And so it's been, you know, over six months that I've been listening to that every day. It's about nine minutes. Um, and what he has taught me is how to ask empowering questions. So typically, when we're not feeling a particular way, we're like, why is this happening to me? And when is my life going to change? And, you know, it's all of those things that are actually quite disempowering. And what he teaches is how to ask empowering questions. So one, I would encourage people to listen to that and like play it every day, nine minutes, beginning of your day before you talk to people um, so that you can start practicing how to ask empowering questions. What's an example of an empowering question? Sorry to cut yeah, you off. Yeah, no, this is perfect. An example would be, um, uh, so I say God, you know, use whatever you choose, universe, nothing, whatever you choose, right? Um, but I say, God, what? show me what my next action step is to get me closer to realizing my life's purpose. Or uh, what is the next step you want me to take to get closer to realizing the type of relationship I know is for me? Right. Like if it's related to relationships, like it's that and it's keeping it kind of general. It's not about like, show me where to go today so I can meet my man or my girl or like it's not about that. Right. It's it's really um, because when you when you make requests like that, it's coming from a place of lack. It's coming from a place of not acknowledging that you actually have abundance. You have an abundance of relationships already. Um, And so it is about being very mindful about the language that you choose, the words that you choose when you ask the question, um, so that it is in this higher vibration. It's like when you say, uh, show me the next step you want me to take to get closer to realizing, you know, my partnership, my sacred partner. It's very different. Like it, it has a different ring to it. Um, it's something you can do today. It's something you could literally do today. Yeah, that is very yeah, empowering. You can do it today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do think that everything comes with practice. I think that sometimes we are in a society, we're in a world where we want things immediately, like immediate gratification. Well, why don't I get that answer now? And I'm supposed to be making it now. And it's like, no, you're, where you're at is exactly where you're supposed to be. And when you can acknowledge that and honor that, 
in that moment, it'll actually speed up the velocity at which you do get to where you want to go. Um, but you have to authentically be grateful for that moment and then say to yourself, well, what did I learn from that? So that's a question that I think is has been a really pivotal question for me is that after any experience, and even after we have this conversation, I'm gonna engage in a conversation with you, like, what did, what did you learn? And let me share what I learned. Um, and not the first learning. So it's like, what did I learn? And then you'll answer until your flow stops. And flow stops when, you always know when flow stops. When someone is talking, answering a question, you'll know when they taper off. Um, and you'll know at that moment when it was flow versus if they just added stuff onto that conversation. Um, and so then I always pick up from where the flow ended um, and then I ask a question to deepen that and then let them go on a flow again. And then I pick up and ask, well, what did you learn from that? Right? And then it keeps building so that we are in a space of remembering now, that I've actually brought you back to remembering something. Um, and in that moment, there's possibility again. There's another opportunity of like, whoa, I did not see that. Um, and I think that to me is one of the most amazing spaces to be in is when you can walk someone back, so far back, um, to remembering that they are brought to it in a way that's undeniable and you know that it's etched in stone in every fiber of their being and they now can only choose to behave differently. That to me is like action on a whole nother level. It sounds like everything that we've been talking about comes back to this fundamental point, mm. which is try and get back to this place where you understand that you are good enough. Mm. Ooh, baby. Yes. Is that right? That is. And that you're you, whole and complete. Yeah. And you and I talked a little bit about this before we started recording, but I was telling you that I just recently understood what like, what being disempowered mm feels like on a societal like we talk about white privilege and we talk about male privilege all the time and I didn't really understand how that affected me directly but the more time I've spent journaling therapy conversations with friends the more I've started unlocking that wait a minute if I just behaved and understood mm. that who I am as I am right now. Not when I lose the 10 pounds, not when I get the bigger house now. today as I am. If I can truly figure out a way to believe that that is enough, like that's that I'm wonderful. Yes. That propels me to do everything else with excellence. That's right. Um, but I had never really understood that before. It's mm. very crazy. It's very, very, very powerful. Mm. Because now it, I think, am I thinking a low energy mm. thought right now? Or am I thinking of an expansive thought? That's great. Because th I think the low energy questions we ask ourselves are things like, <gasps> or the thoughts we say are things like, I don't make enough money. Yeah. yeah. And the definitely. truth is, you're a creative being. Like... You have all of these skills. Yes. If you weren't worried about the fundamentals, you have room to think about the ways that you can be expansive right. and creative. That's right. That's very real. That's, that's right. That's a privilege. It is such a privilege. It's such a privilege, which is why I say, like, it is so important for us to, um, and I think we were talking about this before. I'm not sure if we did it in the recording, but that we 
must master the understanding of ourselves. And we spend so much time mastering everything else. But what if you just studied your own gift? What if that was your academic study? Is like the gifts of you. And to really, really study that, like imagine how unleashed you would be. Imagine if we started at a young age where all we did was work with young people on ma like developing mastery around their gifts. Like that's it, that's all we focus on. You know, it's like, it's extraordinary what's, ha what's, what's possible. Master the art of you. Ooh, I am loving listening to this episode and I'm interrupting it to let you know that this episode of Depth and Candor is brought to you by Audible. And luckily for us, Audible is offering one free audiobook if you sign up for a free 30-day trial by going to audibletrial.com backslash depth and candor. And you know, I would never recommend something I don't personally like or use. And while I love reading physical books, I really appreciate audiobooks because they're so convenient. They have thousands of options to choose from on Audible. And if you're as interested in relationships as I am, or if this episode has piqued your interest in how good relationships are formed, you can listen to one of my favorite, favorite things on Audible, which is Esther Perel's incredible audio series called Where Should We Begin? And it's on Audible for free in addition to the free book that you're going to get. But Where Should We Begin lets you listen in on a couple's therapy session. And the series is on other mediums too, but if you're going to check out Audible anyway, you might as well listen to her series there. Again, you can get a free book and a free 30-day trial by going to audibletrial.com backslash depth and candor. Now back to the show. So it sounds like there are multiple ways that people can come back to truly understanding who they are and what their value is outside yeah. of what they do or how much money they yes. make or who they're dating or whatever. So to wrap it up in like a present mm -hmm. for people, can you give us one or two techniques that you think, you know, if you're in this place where you're mm -hmm. thinking negative thoughts or you, your mindset just isn't great right yeah. now. What kinds of things can people do mm. to elevate themselves to that higher level That's thought? Great. That's great. So there's two things. Um, there's the unstuck method. And the unstuck method is, for me, it's a drill. And it's a drill around bringing you back to that high vibration. Um, and one thing, the first, there's three steps to it. The first step is raw truth. And so you got to allow yourself to go there. This is like when you're in a space by yourself, when you can do this at home by yourself um, and you say it out loud. Just say, like, what are you pissed off about? What what annoys you or what frustrates you? And keep going. This isn't about sugarcoating. Step one is not about sugarcoating. It's about getting it all out. Like, and this person, and, 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 and I don't understand how da, da. And then you'll be like, OK, I think I'm done. Check in with yourself. Ask yourself, OK, am I done? Is there anything else there? Let me look. Is there anything else? Yeah. And da, 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 right. Like, just get it all out. Um, um, and then you'll get to a point where you check in with yourself and you're like, yeah, I really got it all out. It's like, okay, good. So now the second step is deep gratitude. And deep gratitude, you're going to go seek gratitude for why you're feeling the ways that you're feeling right now. So you may not see it immediately, but the objective is that you eventually will see why you can be grateful for even this moment. And so it might start off like, all right, I don't understand why this is happening. I still don't get it. Um, I don't really see the gratitude immediately, like, because such and such is so annoying, and I don't understand why they just don't pay me the way I should be paid, or whatever it is, right? It's like, 
but I'm grateful for this opportunity because at least I'm learning how to um, check in with myself. Or, you know, when you start to find, you start to find, you start to identify how you've grown. Like you eventually get to that place in the conversation. You start to identify those, the opportunities, the gems that are still here. Um, And then you keep checking in with yourself to see if you're really there. And then you'll know when you're there because you'll feel it. You'll feel a sense of like, ah, light. Peace. Peace. Exactly. It's like the the seat of your soul, right? Like you've, you've emerged there and you're like, wow, yeah, I do get it. And then that's when you seal it up with the third step, which is your mantra. What is the thing that holds you? Um, that grounds you, that affirms you. For me, it's I trust you, God, and I trust the process. And that wraps it up for me, right? For you, it might be something different. Um, And that is one way to move through when you're stuck or when you're at a low vibration. Another way is if you're in public is what I call the scissors. And so you you literally just use your, your hands like scissors. So you have your index finger and your middle finger and you're cutting. Um, And you just keep cutting until you're brought back to being present again. Um, But the physical movement has you check in with yourself around like, oh, I'm stuck right now. or I'm in my head right now. or I'm getting too heavy right now. I'm feeling the feels that I don't want to feel. Just start cutting. And then you'll remember you're cutting. You're like, oh, I'm I'm back. Um, To be back means what? To be back means, that's a great question, the higher vibration that you truly desire. You're back there. You know, you're not in the limiting Uh, beliefs. You're not in the lower vibrational mindset. You're back to remembering your power. You're back to remembering that you're present right now. You're back to remembering that what has happened to you in the past is not actually happening to you right now. Yeah. Um, You remember that you're back and that you're whole. Which I think requires on a fundamental level for you to believe that you are good enough. Before Um, you can do that, no? No. Mm -mm, Because it's a practice. Mm. I don't always believe that I'm good enough. Mm but I practice it, mm-hmm. you know, affirmation. Mm-hmm. But I practice it, you know, mm-hmm. like I, I, I have moments where I don't feel that way and I have to check in with myself mm-hmm. and I have to use the scissors again, right? Like, so the feeling of I'm not good enough is not always gonna go away. It's how you manage your relationship with those conversations. That's where the power comes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're developing the strength and the muscle around how do I manage those, those lower vibrational conversations because I know that they're coming. Right. That's the reality. I know that they're coming. It's about what practices have I developed to make sure that I I cut that off sooner. Um, And you'll start to see that the speed at which you cut things off um, gets quicker and quicker and quicker. Um, But the issues are still there. But you're the way in which you uh, manage it and address it and give love to it um, shifts. So that's that's in a situation where you're feeling uh, that low vibration. Yeah. What about just on the day-to-day? We hear a lot about self-love and self-care. Sometimes it's interpreted as like going to get a manicure and a pedicure. So (laughs) (laughs) So, how do you practice self-love and self-care? Yeah, Yeah, well, I I have this um, process called Lifelines. And Lifelines are, it's a list essentially where you jot down all of the people, the places and spaces the things, the morning rituals, the evening rituals that bring you joy, that bring you life, um, that remind you of your power. Um, and that is what I consider like your your love bank, um, your self-care bank, your self-love bank. Because at any moment, if you feel um, like you need to be cared, you need to be loved, you tap into those things, you know? Um, 
that is what self-care is to me. That is what self-love is. It's, it's knowing the things that fill up your love tank and then ODing on it, mm-hmm. you know? And, and if manicures fill up your love tank from a deeper level, not from a, a materialistic or a superficial space, then go do that. Like massages for me fill up my love tank and it fills up my love tank because my body carries a lot of energy and I need it to be moved. I need that energy to be moved, 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 moved mm-hmm. because it just gets tight in my body, right? And so it's like, that's a gift that I give myself, you know? And I, it's funny, it's like when I think about who my sacred partner is going to be, you know, I'm like, this beautiful being recognizes that I need, like that I need to be massaged and this person will love to do that so that I don't always have to go to a masseuse. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and it's it's that level of awareness of understanding what it is that you need and what it is that you need, you're willing to pay for and what it is that you also are willing to have right in your home and, and making, seeing to that, you know? Um, but those, those that's, I mean, I practice self-love by going to the water, being in the sun, um, burning incense, um, convening with God early in the morning, listening to questions to ask the universe. Um, those are ways that I practice, but it's different for everyone. I think the biggest, the bigger question is, what are the things that you love? And even if you have two things on the list, that's okay. It will grow, you know, but what are the things that inspire you, that really inspire you? Um, and that's what you do when you don't feel like you're loved or you need to practice self-love. It's like, you go do the things that inspire you, yo. Like, go do it. Um, and you have a list of options, which makes it even more exciting. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, if that one's not, if you don't feel that one today, look at that other, look at number 10. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say. How has your life changed since, or how have some of your clients' lives changed yeah. before and after practicing some of mm. these values? Yeah, that's really great. Um, so I always, I'll share myself because I think, you know, what I'm learning is that as I share more and more about myself, like that gives it just adds more validity to it. Um, I used to be afraid to share about myself, interestingly enough, uh, because I think society makes it seem that you have to have all of these, the evidence of all of the clients that have, and da-da, right? Like it becomes this 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 scroll, this list of like, uh, well, prove it to me. Um, and I think that how I can prove my work best is by being the model of it, you know? And so for me, how my life has changed is, um, you know, Six years ago, I left. I used to work for the New York State Banking Department, and I left because I wasn't fulfilled. I, I didn't. I, there was something missing for me, and uh, I was there six and a half years. And if I stayed another six months, I would have been vetted, you know, vested in the state. Which, you know, from my parents' perspective, immigrants, you know, it's like, why won't you stay? Like you're almost vested. You'll have, you know, financial support and like all of this stuff. And my spirit was like, no you got to go. And that was the first time that I heard my spirit very loud and clearly. Um, and I was like, okay. And I left, uh, didn't have money saved. I did pull out a little bit from a 401k that I had. Um, grateful for that. Uh, my friend eventually was like, Salome, shout out to Salome was like, uh, girl, I got you on rent for a year. You know, like you were, you know, you hooked me up, supported me when I was sorting through, uh, what I wanted to focus on and I got you right. And like all of these things, these gifts kept coming, Um, with my willingness to listen to my spirit. And, you know, it'll be six years in April. Right now, I've been working for an organization called The Future Project for four years. And 
the first two years, I was a, a dream director. And these past two years, I've been the VP of dream directing, you know, and I always said, I'm only taking a position if I if I work with anyone else, I'm only taking a position that is aligned with my purpose. Um, and God will do it, you know, like God will do it when you listen to your higher being, when you listen to yourself, when you take the time to hear yourself, because that's really what the self-love journey did for me. It gave me an opportunity to listen deeply to myself, like not someone else's voice. This is my voice. Oh, this is how my voice sounds because you're so distracted. You don't even know what your voice sounds like anymore. You know, in self-love, it allows you to come back to your natural rhythm, your, your natural vibration. So you can say, oh, you've been here all along with me. Thank you. I know I, this feels familiar. This sounds familiar. And then you start being obedient to, to her or to that part of yourself. Um, and so for me, it's like I'm fully alive, you know, like I've never felt more alive in my life. Um, I'm doing, you know, I was telling someone the other day, it used to be choices between what I don't want and what I want. Now it's choices between what I love and what I love. And to be able to be in a space where you can choose like the only choices you have are between the things that you love. That's a powerful freaking place to be in. Um, and that's what I create for the world. That's what I create for people that I engage with, that I coach, is like showing them uh, only options that are grounded in what they want. That's it. We don't talk about anything else other than what they want. Um, because that's where you want people to focus. That's where I want people to focus, because that's where people want to focus. But sometimes we're pulled in that negative place, no? You're pulled, but that's not where you want to be. Mm. I'm only keeping you where you want to be. And I use this, this saying, rigorously, intellectually responsible. I have to be rigorously, intellectually responsible because I know that. I cannot let us have a conversation there. Not under my watch. Now, if that's something you do with someone else that you talk to, that's your business. But my business and my knowing is that we don't spend time there because then I'm going to be a part of you creating that world that you don't want. No, thank you. Okay, so usually after conversations like this, we get fired up about mm -hmm. trying some of the things that we've learned, and then eventually the excitement wears off. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you, back to thinking about Valentine's Day and relationships and finding, uh, understanding who we are, loving ourselves consistently, and falling in, like learning how to fall in love both with ourselves and other people in healthy ways, how do you recommend people practice mm. that? Yeah. Well, I think the practice comes to like, set your timer for two minutes, set a clock for two minutes and just jot down all the things that inspire you, all the things that inspire you, that light you up. Um, and then put in something a day. I mean, I would say, I'm not sure when, you know, like, uh, I would say for the rest of February, right? When you start listening to this through the end of February and through the rest of the year, but let's start with February. <laughs> um, where you, you put one of those things in every day, Monday through Friday, put one of those things in. Um, go do it, go listen to it, go, and even if it's, if it's live music, fine. If you don't at the moment have uh, enough money to go to an event for live music, listen, play something on YouTube, you know what I'm saying? And put it on your speakers, you know? Um, and dance as though it's live, right? Uh, you know, it's like jot down the things that you love and then plug it in, plug and play. Plug and play every day, you know, um, through the end of the month so that you can feel, be connected to, again, the feeling of love because it's not something outside of ourselves. We can generate the love that we desire simply by filling ourselves up with the things that we love, the things that inspire us. Be led by inspiration. That's, 
that is a gift for Valentine's Day, to allow yourself to be led by inspiration. Because there are some people, let's be real, there are some people that are in relationships and they are not inspired. And so it's not just about being in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship, right? Like allow anything that you touch, anything that you're in to lead you with inspiration. Mm. Um, And that feeling, when you can gift yourself all of the things that inspire you on a consistent basis, that love connection is on a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. Some of us have never seen a healthy relationship. Mm. So we don't even really know what Mm. we're looking for. Mm. What does a healthy relationship look like? Yeah. So I think it's unique, right? Like I think different people will have different perspectives on what they identify as a healthy relationship. And I think how you get there though, is that you're really self-aware of who you are um, and you're accepting of who you are. Um, And then you share that truth, you know, so that whoever enters your space is aware of that reality of yours too. That's what makes a healthy relationship. You know, it's like that my awareness becomes uh, a, a appreciation and acceptance that then becomes shared with the people that I'm with so that they can choose powerfully for themselves as well. That's healthy. Let's be honest here. Let's all just be honest. That's a healthy relationship. Um, and when you can accept someone for all that they are, that will make for a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to change someone, um, that will make for a little more dysfunctional relationship, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is about acceptance and accepting acceptance in alignment with your truth, your core truth. And how you get to your core truth is that you gotta do some work. Um, you really gotta be willing to do some work to understand, well, what is my truth? Um, and stand in it. Is that all the stuff we've been talking about? Like all getting back to remembering who you really are, That's what right. your value is? That's right. That's right. It's all of that, you know, because when you're there, it's like, that's your truth. Yeah. Not one bit of it is not your truth. If it was part of your experience, it's your truth. And now choose the parts of it that you love. um, And that's the parts that you share. And that's the part that you nurture and that you develop and that you invite a partner into. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't invite a partner into the other side. Mm -hmm. But, you know, people say relationships are work. Mm, Yeah. So if if it's supposed to feel this like this healthy, loving, nurturing thing? Where does the work come in? Well, the work is in communicating every day because we change every single day. And so it's in your willingness to understand that the person you were with yesterday is not the person you were with today. So it's gonna be a different type of work. It's gonna be a different type of deep question asking like you did, right? Like that I can't ask you the same question that I asked you yesterday. Like I might ask you, well, what did you learn? I could ask that question. And if the learning is the same, then something is, something's not happening here. <laughs> you know, it's like that you get to, uh, you get to create that, you know, like, but understanding that I change every single day, but it's really, and I was listening to something earlier today and it was, he said something really amazing, which was, it's not so much that we're changing every day it is that because reality has always been the same reality is just reality now your understanding of it has changed because we gain a new awareness every single day Mm -hmm. and so my reality of my relationship with you should change every single day Mm -hmm. every single day Mm -hmm. like my like the reality is the same but how i connect to it um is going to change every single day and it should it should we're growing every day that does sound like work yeah, yeah, it's work. Should it be fun, though? Oh, it's so much fun. Mm. It's so much fun. Like, I did not think 
learning would be this fun. I used to hate learning. I had a woo child. I was not interested in learning. And now because I have this newfound appreciation for learning and like even simply asking the question, what did you learn about that? And what did you learn from that? And what did you learn? Like ask it three times, you know, because that really gets to the core of what the learning really is, you know, because the first one is sort of topical. The second one is a little there, but not really. The third one is like, that's it. That's what you really learned Mm. um, about yourself and how you're going to operate in the world now. And so it's exciting because it's like, it's just juicy, you know, like learning can be fun. Just simply asking those three questions and allowing yourself to go a little deeper as it relates to yourself is like exciting. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Where can people learn more about your work? Yes, you can visit me at www.letspursueyou, L-E-T-S-P, as in Paul, U-R-S-U-E dot com or Y-O-U.com. Yep, Let's Pursue You. Uh, dot com and uh, we have a an upcoming intensive that we're doing in Jamaica. This will be our second one, um, and it's called the One Love Intensive, and it's for anyone that is interested in just being unlocked, you know, in a new way. And we get to do that in the mountains with nature in Jamaica, uh, organic food, walking in the mountains, um, just really amazing space. Uh, and so there are seven slots available for those that are interested. And we leave in April, the end of April. So really oh, wow, exciting. That's soon. Yeah, it's right around the corner. Right All right. The corner. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. This has been amazing. Thank you. It was an <laughs> honor. It's such a great time. Oh my gosh, what an amazing woman. Aquia is also sharing free tools like a tracker to help keep you accountable on your self-love practice or an integrity tracker to help you stay close to your truth. You'll receive these tools automatically if you're already on our email list. And if you haven't already signed up, now is a good time. These are the kinds of goodies that you can expect in your inbox if you decide to subscribe at depthandcandor.com backslash subscribe. Did you love this episode as much as I did? Because if so, please rate it on iTunes or on Stitcher so that more people can find us and join our little community. Also, I've been loving seeing the screenshots that you tag me in on Instagram when you listen to the episode. So please keep doing that because it encourages me to keep going. And my handle on Instagram is huete.g, which is H-I-W-O-T-E dot G. Okay, see you in two weeks. Bye.